Welcome to the Shelter Footycast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, g'day, g'day. Shelter Footycast live from Backchat Studios now. Last week, I mean, on Monday, I did break some news. Mark Reddings had discovered how to turn the flashlight off on his phone. And I do have a very, uh, I'm not going to say that word, a very pressing question. I was going to say pertinent. Pertinent. (laughs) Thank you. I'll say pressing pressing question to ask you, Mark Reddings. Now... Uh, the Shelter Footycast is on the road over the weekend. We're heading to Bustleton. We've got a live show down at Shelter. It's a closed live show, though, Skate. We've already been through why it's closed. But we are doing a few things in the itinerary. Now, um, there's, supposedly, you'll be out on the uh, Victor lawnmower. You'll be mowing the lawn out the front of Shelter. Uh, we'll, be doing, <laughs> we'll be doing a dock jump. We're jumping off the jetty, uh, you and I, I believe. And we're going up in a plane, I think. We're going for a ah. flight. We're flying to Cuda. We're going to Bali for a couple of days. No, we're doing a bit of a fly around Bustleton. What could go wrong? Well, this is what the question is about. What could go wrong? Now, there are weight limits on the plane. Now, oh, I'll know you look at me now, for. Listen, no, because I'd like to know. So I'm happy to just... Divulge? Yeah, divulge my weight. So it's 350 between four people. The pilot is 90 kilos. Oh, he's a big prick. Dan is... 75. So what's that equal? 165. I'm 100. <laughs> so 265. And what's the limit? It's 350. So we need to be under 95. And I'm, we're wondering. I'm, I'm seriously. Are you under 95? I'm bang on as we speak 95. I swear. And I've been, I got to about 97 when, on the Gold Coast just to. Mate, I'm, I'm probably a little bit over 100 as well. <laughs> so we're in trouble. So look, we have a solution. Um, we think relatively each person wearing clothes um, would be around about two to three kilos each. So we're going to fly naked. naked. We're going to fly we naked. Of course DJ we are. DJ Jenga did it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to fly naked around Bustleton. So residents of Bustleton, if you are watching along, raise your eyes to the sky. The other thing that my wife said when I said I'm going to jump off a jetty, she said, you are wearing a rashy because that is not going to be exposed on camera. <laughs> Yeah, so I've got to wear a rashy. Dan will be in a rashy. Dan wears rashies by choice, not no, by his no, wife's I, choice. Well, it's a smart in it, given the, the oh, that we're But I think my wife doesn't care about my uh, the cancer Your side of it. It's more about just the aesthetics of this bloke jumping in fat oh. and over fifty into the into the uh, drink. Right. This well, is going to be fun. I thought this was going to be a nice relaxing few days, but we're going to be. Uh, <laughs> Doing some weird stuff. Welcome to the Shelter Footycast, live from Backchat Studios. You can follow us on social, Shelter Footycast, over on Instagram. You can follow us on YouTube. Watch us over there. Send us an email if you want to, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. It's the 2nd of March. Shelter's Summer of Sour is over. 
Done. Done. Dusted. Bye-bye. But I've got something else to talk to you about. Grapes of Mirth. Do you know what this is? Sounds yeah. like a good band. Yes. Well, it sort of sort of is, sort of isn't. There's Grapes of Mirth. They're coming to WA very soon, the 11th of March, 2 p.m. at Shelter. Wow. So Grapes of Mirth is, it's a great day. Um, it's wine. It's comedy. It's a bit of music. It's a bit of everything. So six of Australia's best comedians are coming down to Shelter to... Drink wine, talk shit, and have a good time. It sounds like a really great time. Uh, we're speaking to Merrick Watts a little bit later in the show. So you remember Merrick? Yeah, yeah very great. funny man. Rove McManus will be there. Wow. So this is this is a big event. This is 11th of March, Saturday yep. week. So, that's my yeah. birthday, so uh, another reason to have a laugh. Wow. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, that's that's going to be a big event. So I thought our weekend coming up was was big. That's uh, yep. That'll draw some some people. So that's next weekend. So if you want to get down there and check that out, you can jump on grapesofmirth.com.au. You can find your way there from the Shelter website as well. But big comedians down there, wines, out on the grass there in front of Shelter. So it should be a great day. We are going to speak live here to Merrick Watts a little bit later in the show. But while we're in here, we may as well talk some footy and some big issues in on the Shelter footy cast. Um, where should I start? West Coast Hall of Fame. It's the West Coast season launch this, this uh, today. Today, yep, yep, this afternoon. And, you know, it's like all the, the supporters or members or sponsors get along and, and I know you're going to, to have a look at, at what, is hopefully going to be a better year than 2022. And that's a given that uh, there's always great expectation at this time of the year. Um, and from a playing perspective, yeah, the, the, the list is healthier. There's going to be the jumper presentation, which is always nice for the new players. So Jaden Hunt, number five, uh, Dwayne Lamb will do the honours there. Uh, for uh, Ruben Jinby, yep. Chris Marston, of course, will we'll jump up, number right, seven, and right. do the honours there. Masto will be absolutely wrapped to do that. And I'll tell you what, it's a... A great transition from a premiership player to a, yes. a guy that's uh, we think going to be very good. Someone and, number eight. And number eight. There's either, either Steve Malaxis or Bo Waters who wore number eight. They both wore number eight. We'll go to Elijah Hewitt. So awesome. uh, just a, a few of the, the jumper presentations. I mean, some of the, the, the older brigade, it's just uh, you know regular as, as they do every year. But this is quite special for these young kids who have been drafted. It is, and the West, recruited. the West Coast Hall of Fame will be announced as well. We yeah, that's right. Be... The Hall of Fame, some people said, oh, they didn't know the Eagles had Hall of Fames. I think most clubs do in some respect, and, and you can go through it, you know, Jacko and, and Peter Sumich and, and a raft of players have been honoured. There's going to be four more today. Uh, just a couple that I can give you off the top that I believe. Uh, Don Pike, two-time premiership player, 93 club champion, uh, really excellent club Player and Mick Malthouse transformed him from a, a, a free-willing midfielder who used to play for Claremont into a, a run-with player, a tagger, if you if you want, back in the day. So he's really highly regarded at the Eagles. Coached at West Coast as well. As one yeah, of and coaches. of course Adelaide outside of outside yep. the club. So he's done his his uh, his, his time as a coach. He's, he's still at Sydney, isn't he? He's at Sydney, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's flying over, I believe, for this event. Uh, the other one that's worth mentioning is Phil Matera, who I think is a five-time leading goal kicker at the club, an All-Australian uh, didn't didn't play in a flag, of course, uh, unfortunately. But gee, as a small forward, he was an absolute gun. So he, they're he, two. He and Lacroix stand next to each other as the best small forwards ever played for the club. I would have thought. Off the top of my head, would have thought so. I mean, someone like was Chris Lewis a small forward? He was more. Anyway, you're right. They're, they're, they're yeah. two of the absolute guns. There's two others from different eras, I believe. The question is, and I don't think he's going to be part of it. When has been Cousins? finally get the tick how many more years you talk, you spoke about Josh Kennedy before we started the podcast I think because his retirement was so recent he will wait for the, he, whatever he, time he, period he will be a oh of course he's an automatic 
No Schofield. Scoey, just missing at this stage. Um, mind you, uh, how many games did you play? 194. 194? Yes. That's a, that's a mighty effort. No, it's one <laughs> on, that's, a, that's huge. 194, because I was speaking to Carl Langdon. He played, he played 100, and it was his knee, so yeah. he's a life member, which you are then. Yes. Um, but Hall of Fame? I don't surprised know. surprised you, does that? I, just, yeah, I, I, I thought it was under 194. <laughs> Not, not many memorable games. Yeah. No, it was just it snuck up on me. Like one ninety four. That's that's a that's a good body. Nah, of work. thank you, Skid. I, I do a thank you for that, mate. Let's get our West Coast. Uh, there were some issues with the current player um, Isaiah Winder. Uh, not not given a criminal conviction, but charged an amount of money for some incidents over East. Probably not our drive to get into that sort of stuff. It doesn't sound like a good incident though. For, no, for you're rolling. Shut yeah. your mouth. Yeah, very good. Thank you very much. We, we do appreciate that. Keep me in my lane. Uh, Brisbane, just a quick one. Brisbane co-captains, mm. uh, Lockie Neal and Harris Andrews. That were the two guys we are talking about. They come together. Co-captains. I, look, I can't remember if I've ever played it under any, but any time I've ever seen them rolled out at other clubs, I've just thought, what's, why? What, why would you do that? Just, well, North Melbourne's done it. Uh, Sydney, you've got three. Sydney, you've got a handful. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know about. Why not just pick like Geelong? There's an obvious choice, and look like they they could have been co-captains. Dangerfield and Stewart could have easily been co-captains, yeah. but they've got a leader. And look, mate, I, like, I just don't know the, the captain for mine in a footy club. It, it, it actually the actual leadership element, like you, you have a leadership group, and you look at your leaders. You don't walk around like, oh, there's my captain and there's my vice captain. It's like. Right now, it'd be like Luke Shuey, he's a leader. Jeremy McGovern, he's a leader at West Coast. You know, you know the co-captain stuff is external. So yeah, like, I don't, I, yeah, it's I like don't, to make people happy or I something. I do agree with you wholeheartedly. And you could have easily said Alex Pierce as the more senior and Andrew Brayshaw as his co-captain. You could have done that. But look, make the call. It, it's like, you know, it some, really, really sometimes you have to choose between your favourite children. Sometimes I've got to say one is, and they do, they is, change consistently. Is that hard with twins? Slightly more uh, problematical, absolutely. But what I will say is that there are days that I favour one more than the other. So just make the call and say, look, I love you more than I love you. You'll do it one day. <laughs> That's very good, Skeeter. like that analogy. Uh, a bigger issue I wanted to speak about, um, there's been a couple of things over the last 24 hours that have come through about betting, sports betting, uh, betting partners, uh, use of image of players around those things. And I think it's a decently... Look, it's it's one of those issues that I think is going to continue to ramp up. A um, little bit taboo in stages. So so basically, this is off the back of um, two issues in the last twenty four hours. Um, ben Brown and a and a bunch of about thirty decently big name players that have opted out of being used under sports bets. Uh, use of image yep. rights. So sports bet pay AFL a bunch of money, and they say we want to promote uh, betting, and we can use anyone's name. So apparently the AFL players can opt out of being used in those uh, images and about 30 have. So, so if your image is used, to your knowledge, do you get, say, by sports? I don't do you, think so. Do you get paid any extra? I don't think so. But there are deals that you do. So there was a Telstra deal with the AFL PA when I was playing that if they use you, you got like a, you know, it wasn't a lot. You know, you get $27 at the end of the month and if they, if they pick and choose. And there are some deals like that. But I believe the sports bet is, you know, they sponsor the AFL. And what they're paying for is the the ability to use the images of AFL players. So some have opted out. The secondary issue is um, 11 Victorian clubs, um, all of them, have committed to love the game, not the odds. And it's a, um, a commitment to not take gambling money, basically. Which has been very much, you go back the last decade, and so many clubs yes. have had, and you know what? 
some of those clubs may have you know needed that money to to, to keep ticking along at the the rate they they want to. It is a, one of the biggest issues in footy. The AFL though is really fascinating because they're they're strong on so many society issues. This and look, I'll put my hand up. I love having a punt. I can't punt on matches that we broadcast. We yeah. know that. Um, but I'll, if I'm sitting home on a Friday night, absolutely, I, I love a punt. But what didn't happen, say, five, ten years ago, and you think of the 18-year-olds, the 17-year-olds, boys and girls, so to speak, when they are now just bombarded with the messaging on, on betting agencies. And most kids, I'm told, a lot of them have have the on their phone just apps and they, they bet you know, very regularly, which to me is a sign of just how effective the, the advertising has been. Yeah, I mean, the issue is bigger than, you know, just, you know, a, a, a middle-aged man having Muck, a punt, punter. loving a punt. Yeah. It, that's the, the kids is the issue. Um, Crown reportedly has gone to these Victorian clubs and offered big money to sponsor the clubs. So some have said, no, don't want your money. So Geelong's one of those. Um, but there's a few that have said, yeah, we will be considering what they what they do. And that apparently goes against this love the game, not the odds um, commitment that they've all made. So, look, it's really difficult. So we're sponsored by a betting company at Backchat. Blue, mm. Blue Bet sponsor us. Um, so we take we take, we take take money. Um, I, I th- it, there, there, is, there is a moral decision that you have to make. Um, but that, I, that, that could extend. I mean, we're also involved with yep. an alcohol company. Yep. We're involved with a, a, a betting agency. At some stage, and I do look. I understand those concerned about you know the messages to, to young people or to people that strike. You also have to make decisions. I love a drink and I like a bet, and if I make the wrong call and and, and overindulge on either of those, you you do have to take an element of responsibility. So I, I certainly, it is. It's no. It's not a black and white issue. No, opinion. it's not. But I, I kind of fall into the same category that. Um, you do need to make your own decisions in life, and you need to take responsibility for your own actions. And that's all fine as an adult, but as as a kid, sometimes you don't know that, and so you can yep. be impressionable. But it's a really fine line with what's right, what's wrong. Is fast food, you know, that's 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 not doing anything good for anybody. Well, but the KFC Big Bash, which absolutely. is really out there, and you know, Healthway, and look, they're trying to trying to stamp that out as best they can. Well, it's uh, it leaves sporting organisations, and, and again, even extension of that, we're sort of going off track here a bit. But Woodside with Fremantle. Yeah, I was just thinking that. It's where where do you draw the line of what's acceptable to take to support your club or your organisation or your business, and what's not? It feels like um, things are becoming more and more unacceptable. And so, what, so what's what's clean enough? What's clean enough money? Basically, well, I read an article from a guy who runs the Scarborough Nippers. He's part of that that organisation. He wants Woodside, I think it's Woodside, um, that sponsors the Nippers. He, he wants them out because it, he says it's akin to cigarette advertising. This is the this is the message. Now, I I struggle to understand that. And let me move outside the AFL. The NRL, a lot of NRL clubs um, have pokey machines. Yeah, that is so important to them. We, of course, don't have pokies in all WI. The, all the surf clubs are over... Surf clubs. Yeah. That's why the surf clubs in Queensland... They exist. ...are outstanding. They've well well run. Uh, the facilities are outstanding. But I guess the, the price you pay is the people that are have, have struggled after being addicted or lost their livelihoods or, or lots of money with the pokies. You know, there's no easy answer to what is, as you say, the current issue, players wanting to distance themselves from this... This current yeah. advertising. So on the actual issue, um, I think players opting opting out is a, is a 
good solution. Yep. You know, if you don't want to be involved, that's that's doing what you and I are talking about, and that's putting your hand up and say that's not me. Let me ask you: if you were offered seriously fifty thousand dollars to a, a three-year campaign to be an ambassador for a betting agency, yeah or no? Um, probably, probably yes. Um, I, I mean, I'm pretty. Is liberal the right word? I'm, I'm pretty much. Mm. I look at other people, and I, and I don't really um, judge people with the decisions they make enough because I've got enough to worry about in my own life. Exactly. I, I mean, but, Nathan Brown does a lot of that. For, yeah. I, I know people don't like that, but I kind of look at it and I'm like, well, I mean, that's his decision. He, he's doing that, and that's up to him. I, I don't know. I'm not Nathan Brown. I'm not. I'm not anyone else. So I'd rather just make my own decision. So, yeah, I, I, I may take that If it that suits deal. your family, yeah. if it suits if, if, if that's it what my, your wife. That's, exactly. what, that's what I'll be more concerned yeah, about. Yeah, totally. Your family. And, um, I don't know. You'd have some conversations, though. It wouldn't be a, yeah, yeah, give me the money, all good. It's, it, that's why it's a great issue, hmm. right? So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to follow that as the year goes on because I think that will ramp up. That will be sponsorship and who, who it's coming from, whether it be betting or whether it be alcohol or where, whether it be um, mining or whatever it is, you know, what's right, what's wrong. It feels like everyone wants to make that decision for other people. And I, I don't really particularly like that, but we'll keep an eye on it. Um, the the last one I wanted to mention on, off the top here is Jason Castagna's retirement. From, you mean George? Yeah, George is good. George Castagna from, from Richard. It's his nickname. It's very good. George uh, retires um, from Richmond. Great career. Triple premiership player was a role player in that side, was sort of like that chaos guy, you know, pressure guy, played through the midfield, through the forward line. Interesting time to, to be retiring. Can you remember, I mean, look, it's a totally different situation in terms of the timing, but Wayne Carey stepped down from North Melbourne after the infamous um, yep. incident with, with Anthony Stevens' wife. That was stunned the football world for all the obvious reasons. I can't, how many players can you recall stepping away this close to the season? You can understand. When uh, did Shep retire? Brad, Brad Shepard retired. But there's a different. I know, I know. He was, he's concussion. He was told physically yeah, yeah. he can't play. Castagna sounds like more a just don't have the yeah. petrol in the tank. Yeah, yeah. So the the reason is is different. But yeah, yeah. Brad Shepard's relevant because you know whether it was. But there was injured a, or not. There was a, a oh, medical reason. Whereas Castagna, the West Coast couldn't replace him. No, and, of and course. I guess that's the issue I'm bringing up is. Richmond can't replace him until no. the mid-season draft. And uh, you would think going in that he's in there starting 22. Well, someone like, was it Quinton Narkel who has now gone to Essendon's VFL and he was training with Richmond. If they'd known this maybe a month yeah, ago, I don't brutal. know whether this would have transpired. Narkel may have been given a chance if this had happened months ago. Well, I don't this, know. This, this is pushing towards the um, not only you know mid-season draft Tra- trade mm-hmm. period, being opened right up, but does it open it complete, like complete open up for if you lose someone like that, you can go and get someone out of the VFL, like like pretty much willy nilly. Like, can does that destroy the second tier teams? Like, if West Coast loses Brad Shepherd on the eve of the you know the season, can they go and get the best running defender out of the waffle? I I think that's dangerous, but I think that's where it's going to go to. Because the AFL is going to want to protect the AFL. Yep. And the rest of it underneath is does what it does. I think it's a dangerous precedent set. I, I don't know. Do you think that it should be opened up? End of the day, I, I always I know the argument from waffle clubs and SA NFL clubs about you know how it you know affects them. But you, I feel if, if there's an opportunity for a player and 
mid-season draft-wise, the, there come those up for Jai Cullies and guys like um, Marlon Pickett. I always struggle to deny someone that, that chance to, yeah. to go. Under what circumstances, how extreme the measures, I, you know, if, if someone gets a chance, I'm never going to say, no, nah, I tend to be more lenient on that side than, than the consequences of, of not. So I'm, I'm saying yes, but in a, in a reasonable yeah, not a free for all. Yeah, oh, yeah. If, you, can't just, that, you, can't just go, you can't just go dipping into the waffle if you feel like your ruckman's not performing. You know. Do, do you agree with? Yeah, that? Yeah, I agree. I think if if you need to cover a list spot and someone pulls out, like um, <laughs> George Cassander has it, uh, Jason Cassander has, and um, you know Brad Shepard, like stuff that stuff that you need to replace. But you can't just you know not like the the draft that you've just got in and yep. you don't like his attitude and so you want to go and get someone better. I think you've got to respect the second tiers there. Anyway, a couple of good issues there to talk about off the top. Uh, but now we're going to get into Grapes of Mirth. Uh, it is on the 11th of March, 2 p.m. We're going to chat right now to Merrick Watts, and he's a very, very big Collingwood supporter. So let's gonna see how this goes. Let's go to it right now. Yes, shoulder footy cast. Here we go, Mark Reddings. He's had a little bit of a rest while we have this great man in the house, Merrick Watts, ahead of Grapes of Mirth, which is on the Saturday, the 11th of March, at our very own Shelter Brewing down in Bustleton. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, Merrick, but welcome to the show once again. A friend of the family here, mate. How are you? Great to be back. I don't normally get a second invite, Scoey, so this is pretty exciting. <laughs> um, I'm as surprised as anybody else, so great to be on. Well, mate, I um I do want to talk about Grapes and Mirth. It's going to be a great show down there in Basso. Um, very, very nice venue. One of the best in WA. We'll talk about that in a little second. More importantly, here on the Shelter Footy Cast, let's talk about footy and your team, the Collingwood yeah. Magpies. A kick away from the grand final last year, mate. Yeah, I know. Look, it's, uh, it's very unfortunate. I think we were robbed. But I think we were robbed so many times. It was a grand final. I, I can't remember what it was. I think it was... 2018, you might know. No, Have a look through your records. Seriously. 2018, we're I think we're, 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 yeah, we are robbed. We're still robbed. We never let go. But now, nah, look, the Pies, the Pies are probably going to have um, a different year to what they had last year. If they're winning games, they can't win by the slender margins that were winning them last year, I don't reckon. So uh, we'll wait and see. But I mean, what a great, what a, what a great job. Uh, you roll up as captain of the football club, number 30, like your father, who's a Brownlow medalist for the club. Uh, Darcy Moore, of course, I'm talking about. Roll up and they go, Darcy, okay, two jobs. Number one, um, photo shoot. It's gone beautifully. Well done. Team is very, very happy with it. Uh, club's happy with it. Well done. Yes. Um, yeah, just now, just before we move on, Jack's got something he wants to tell you. Jack, what is it, mate? Fire up. And then Jack comes in and goes, I've been a bad boy. <laughs> Day one on the job almost for Darcy Moore. And before he's even had a kick of the footy, as the skipper, he's already dealing with issues. So, a bit of a drama there. Well, I, I dare say the Torquay pub's probably seen worse. It was actually where I had my first job, the Torquay pub. I was a glassy there. That was my first and only job before being an AFL footballer. So, do what you want with that, Merrick. I don't know. Um, I hope Jack Inman gets play and, and plays some footy because I like him as a footballer. And that's pretty yeah, much he's all. Great. That's all I care about, to be really honest. Um, let, let's talk about a couple of changes over the offseason for you boys, though. You've lost yep. your big ruckman in Brody Grundy. Um, yeah. You've also lost, I think, uh, look, Brody's a big loss for you, but Ollie Henry, I, I just think, I just don't like the looks of things for you boys in that regard, him down at Geelong dominating. Oh, that's a big loss for you boys. I think he's, look, I think you can expect Ollie Henry to play a better footy down there because of the family connection. Now, he's got a brother at the club. It's it's going to be um, a different 
uh, motivation, I think, for him. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he plays some really, really good football there. Um, but a loss, I think from a team structure, I think the, the Dacos boys are, are such fire um, that they can, if they're moved around, they can cover it. I think we've got some good ins. I don't, I'm not worried about losing him as an individual. I think the Collingwood Football Club will be okay. Grundy's different. I'm a big fan. Brody Grundy, big fan. I think, you know, losing him the way we have um, and being a second ruckman to Gorney is going to be a, a great boon for Melbourne. Um, and I think it is a bit of a loss for Collingwood, if I'm honest. I'd rather have him in the team than out. You can't be too disappointed. I mean, you bring in... Look, a lot of people are saying this man is just a, a, an absolute gun waiting to happen in Daniel McStay. He hasn't had a lot of attention yeah. up at Brisbane Lions, but been a long time since the Collingwood Football Club has had a big key forward. Like, I'm talking Anthony Rocker. I'm talking Travis Cloak. We're talking yeah. Daniel McStay. I think he's a big inclusion for you, boys. Oh, look, I agree. I think the big body around the ball, I mean, you'd know that better than most. It's, like, it's, it's really hard for a backline to muscle a big key forward like that and keep an eye on the crummers as well. Like it's, it's a lot of jobs going on. When you've got a key target like that, then you've got somebody who can uh, be a body in that contest as well. Even if they're not taking you know, massive grabs and kicking bags, there's still what was missing, I think, in the Collingwood forward line. We've got a lot of class there and we've got a lot of effort and there's some really silkiness starting to develop in that forward line. But, um, you know, even Dugowie, he's an absolute – he's a champion of a football and really like him in the forward line. But if you've got a massive body there, it does make a difference in structure. And if you look at the way Collingwood's played and most teams have played in the past, um, that's how you get into grand finals when you've got a big body forward. Tom Mitchell, Brownlow medal. I mean, you wouldn't be disappointed adding a Brownlow medalist to the team, I wouldn't have thought. Oh, mate, I think, yeah. I mean, we had Shane by Woden once, remember that? <laughs> how, how, did that how did that Brownlow medal pan out for us? Not very well is the answer to that. Um, oh. And it, it kind of reminds me, I mean, for anybody who's listening who might not be able to cast a memory back, but Shane Y. Woden was a Brownlow medalist. I think he played number two, uh, was a jumper number, and he came into the Collingwood squad um, after success, uh, obviously, at Melbourne. And he, uh, he came in and it was there was a very, very high expectation and it, it was probably not um, to the benefit of the team that they thought it was going to be. So, look, I'm not saying that Mitchell's not going to be. I think he's... he's yes, yeah. Uh, he's obviously... Yes, yeah. Uh, exactly I don't saying. know. I don't know. It's... Like he's, <laughs> <laughs> I hope he is. I hope he is because he's, he's proven to be a ball magnet. I mean, the guy, is, you know, he's had leather poisoning a few times and had to stay at home, but he's... Um, the, the thing is how he fits into the structures and how that that group, particularly coming out of the midfield. I mean, obviously with Pendles probably you know coming out of that midfield engine room, somebody like that who can you know get the ball, give and go fast, and move it, travel it out of the centre quickly will be very very helpful because it frees up other you know beasts like Dugowie uh, and silky players like the Dacos boys who can play on the outside and receive ball. Now, Merrick, I know you listen weekly to the Shelter Footycast, and if you don't, I'm not sure what you're doing with your life. But I'm um, just living it. I'm just living it. That's okay. all I'm doing. Is well, just living it. Well, maybe you can live it whilst listening to one of the great podcasts going around. I've I've faded Collingwood this year. I have faded you from where you were last year. Mm. I'm not sure why, but I have. Where do you have the boys finishing this year? How How do you see the year going? I think optimistically. I think we'll just get into the eight. Um, I'm, yep. I'm with you. I think that, you know, if you, statistically, if you have a look at the breakdown of, of where we've been and, and statistically where other teams have had really tight seasons the way Collingwood has um, in, the, uh, in the 2022 season, um, they do tend to fade out 
on the next season over because they've won too many games by too small a margin. I don't like to discount them. I think that we we can get into the eight, but I think we flattered ourselves, um, you know, leading into finals and around finals with some really close wins. Like, I mean, the, the closest margins. Elliot, when he kicked a goal on the siren, I mean, it's, it's, there was a few games where... That was crazy. You know, crazy. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Like, you know, they're historical games, but we were having them like back-to-back, back-to-back, you know, real great. And that was awesome football to watch. It's without doubt my favourite season uh, without a premiership. Uh, that I've seen Colin play in all my years. I loved it because it was so tight. It was so um, uh, enthralling. But I think that with the change of structures and the, the, the way that the team has had to play last year, if they rely on just getting up every time, they're going to lose more than they'll win doing that. It's just it's, if they've had a good year doing that and having those close um, games, chances are that will, the coin will flip and in season 2023 they'll lose those games. So... What I'd love to see is them, you know, put teams to the sword and and finish them off when they get into those positions where you know they're three or four goals up at half time, smash into them. You know, if if they do that, then obviously they're going to go deep into finals. Short of that, I reckon they'll. I think they'll sneak into the eight. Speaking with Merrick Watts here on the Shelter Footy Cast, people know you for your quick wit, your humour, and all of that. Oh, yeah. But look, before we get onto the grapes and mirth, which I think we'll be experiencing some of the best of your world and drinking and tale and jokes. Uh, yep. Uh, you're running a marathon? Yeah, I'm training for a marathon at the wow. moment. Because, yeah, because I turned I turned 50 in November. And, uh, Jeez, you're looking like, good for 50, Merrick. Tell you I, what. I, I do a lot of jabs in the face. I'm like, <laughs> as, as soon as I get off this podcast, I'm going straight down to a clinic and just getting jabbed by stacks of them. Seriously. Um, nah, look, I, I am – sometimes my friends refer to me as Benjamin Button because I, um, I, I do – uh, age backwards, but I'm, I'm, I turned 50 in November and I'm having another midlife crisis, which for me is actually an annual event to have a midlife crisis. I've been having them since I was 31, so it's pretty regular. Um, but this year, I'm going I'm to do the Gold Coast Marathon in, uh, in July, and so I'm, huh. I'm in training for that at the moment, shedding a few kilos and, and putting a few, a few Ks on the legs. And the old rigs are actually handling it pretty well. I feel that my body sometimes feels like that truck in Mad Max, the tanker. You just go, what is that thing? It's so broken and twisted, but Jesus, got some go in it. That's my body. That's my rig at 49. The truck from Mad Max. Mate, uh, we've started a thing on Backchat. So this is a part of the Backchat Studios, uh, Backchat Network, Shelter Footycast. On Backchat, we started Fat Chat, which is just blokes talking about how bloody hard it is in this world to keep the kilos off. Like I was, oh, yeah. at, I was at 108 kilos about three weeks ago, which... <laughs> Jesus. Hey, Mary, <laughs> this is a positive space, mate. I don't need that oh, sort of reaction, mate. But that is a blowout. That is a huge blowout. Yeah, uh, fuck it is, yeah. Yeah, I was just like my wife. It's been um, horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> but I've bought, I've reined it in. I'm down 102 yeah. just by having discussions about what I can actually alter in my life. Like, I don't know, not having three fucking donuts for dessert yeah. um, just because yeah. I want to and because I can. Running a marathon would help with that as well. Now, let's get on to Grapes and Mirth. It's on Saturday the uh, 11th of March, 2 o'clock yeah. to 8 o'clock, down in Bustleton. Shelter uh, Brewing will be holding that. Mate, what's it all yeah. about? So it's on the foreshore there. We've got the whole foreshore area, that park there, that leads yeah. out to the jetty, which is just fantastic. So the brewery is going to um, uh, be, you know, the host of the event. Um, often we do it in wineries, but in, in wine regions. So Grapes and Earth is just a, it's basically just a, a, it's 
a day out of comedy, out on the grass. You bring a, a picnic rug or a camp chair, whatever you like. Bring your friends, uh, bring your family. Sit around, have a few beers, have a few wines, and just you know watch some of Australia's best comedians. We bring a, a, a swag of great comedians. Yeah. Uh, this, the Rove's coming back to, to WA, which is fantastic. Bloody hell. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, he's, this is only his second Grapes from Earth because he's a little bit difficult to, to tie down, but I, there was definitely an incentive to get him to, um, to Margaret River and to, uh, to Busso. Um, and we've got some, we've got Greg Larson, a couple of great uh, local female comedians as well. Beck Charwood is great. Um, so I bring this wagon, of course, I'll be emceeing. It's a whole day of comedy. It is. It's like we have lots of breaks. It's really casual. It's a different way to see comedy because it's during the day and it's, it's outside and it's just magic. Bring a hat. That's all I'll say. Bring a hat and a thirst. Don't be afraid to bring a thirst. I always bring a thirst. That's why I'm trying to run a marathon because I've got to run off those kegs that I've got from my thirst. Well, so, well, good day yeah. of comedy. You're in a good space here. Mark Reddings, who is my co-host, will be joining mm. us just after we have a chat. A couple of thirsty blokes sitting right here, and that's why we're sponsored by a beer company, to be really honest. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you've got to be done it. Uh, Absolutely. I've, I've had a quick look across the card here. Now, you mentioned some of the big names that are coming across. Rove, yourself, uh, all the crew. DJ Pedro Moshman, yeah. I've got to be honest, he oh. looks wild. Mate, he looks like, seriously, our DJ, we fly him all over the country. Right? He's become a real asset. He does every single gig by demand. Like wow. the, the, the audience absolutely love him. Uh, to describe to listeners what Pedro looks like, he looks like a um, as if the Golden Girls had a brother who lived at the retirement home and had a moustache and was Portuguese. That, that's, his, that's the best way to describe him. He's a weird-looking cat. He's a weird-looking cat. But I'll tell you what, he gets a dance floor absolutely pumping and he's worth every cent of the money that we don't pay him. So it's amazing to have him on board. That's great, mate. You can get tickets. Uh, head down to... Um, I've just forgotten what it's called. Grapes and Mirth. Yeah, That's right. right. That's all right, mate. I'll, I'll give it a plug. That's what I do. Grapes and Mirth.com.au, $79 per ticket. I, I tell you what, where you're having it, um, I don't know if you've been exactly there. You had, you would have seen it last year. Mate, it is, that is one of the best spots in WA. So if you oh, are definitely. down south, you want to come down, I'd be getting down there. I won't be there. I'm going to Imagine. Bali. Wow, why would you do that? Oh, you want to get STDs? Is that why you're going there? Yuck. I, I would just come I'm, to Bustle. You've been asking the Collingwood Football Club about heading to Bali. I mean, they don't know about it, wouldn't they? <laughs> Mate, they go there to drop them off. <laughs> they go there, it's a deposit system there. Well, kids and girls and men, if you don't want anything to do with what we've just been talking about, you want to head down to Graves and Mirth, go check yes. out Merrick Watts. And uh, look, up the Collingwood Footy Club. I think last year was the first year in the history of life that anyone wanted to be a Collingwood supporter. I hope yeah. 2023 does the same. Mate, thank you very much. Lastly, very quickly to you, how are the Eagles going to go this year? Top eight, they'll make finals. Uh, everyone, I've come out and said that regularly. People have, I've, I've jumped all over radio, people saying they're mm. going to win the wooden spoon. If West Coast win the wooden spoon, I'm happy to reveal... I would do a naked lap of Optus Stadium, um, yeah, with nothing on because I'll be naked. I'll do a naked lap. No one wants the Eagles to finish with a wooden spoon after hearing that. Not they even want, me. That, that, mate, there is no chance they win the wooden – like just absolutely zero chance they win the wooden spoon. I think they'll make finals. Who, I think they will play finals. Who's going to get the wooden spoon then? Oh, I th- I think GWS is going to struggle this year. Um, not many people are talking about them struggling that badly, but I don't see where their improvement comes. They add a lot of good talent, but they're not going to have a great year. Hawthorne will struggle a little bit, but I think they'll be competitive enough, might win some games. North Melbourne, Essendon. Essendon, yeah. mate, Essendon, I don't, I don't, I don't, and St Kilda got ravaged by injuries. So there's your bottom five. 
Yeah, I reckon, I reckon it's going to be a battle between Essendon and North Melbourne for the wooden spoon. That's my pick. Let them, and let them battle out. I love seeing them at the bottom. Good on you guys. Well done. Stay down there. <laughs> Correct. It's absolute putrid down there. Tell you what. We spent a bit of time there last year, West Coast Eagles. Merrick Watts, thank you very much for joining Pleasure. us on the Shutter Footy Cast, mate. We'll love see you uh, hopefully uh, before 12 months. We've been too long between breaks. Mate, always happy to talk footy, particularly if it's about my team. Well done. Thank you, mate. <laughs> Thanks, boys. There we go, Merrick Watts. He thinks that Collingwood's fading a little bit. He's on my bandwagon a little bit. He's a good man, Merrick, and we look forward to seeing him next weekend. Uh, Grapes and Mirth, make sure you get down there. Check out your tickets on the Shelter uh, website um, or wherever you get your good tickets because you know where it is. Grapes and Mirth down there with Merrick Watts. Now, let's get into West Coast and Fremantle. Um, Frio v Port Adelaide today down at Frio Oval. I'll be covering this game and the next one uh, for that matter. Uh, I've got a few things that I'm watching. Port Adelaide, I wasn't overawed with Port Adelaide. I mean, they, they end up losing the game, which you've heard me say it doesn't really matter. But the way they played and, um, you know, the way their midfield performed, the way their forward line functioned, there was some real positives. Their small forwards was a positive. But overall, I wasn't, you know, wow, Port Adelaide looks look, look amazing. So if Port Adelaide is going to make the jump up the ladder that people are expecting them to do, I need to see a bit of a, wow, that you know, they're looking really good today. Yeah, well, I you know if they don't fire that many shots today, I'm not going to throw them out. We're one, we're one one week from the season now. No, but oh, you've heard me the whole pre, you know preseason doesn't matter. But but now we're here. Yeah, we're, we're, we're right here. Yeah, you know what? If they beat Brisbane first up, then every practice right. match is forgotten in my mind, and only challenging on that front. And for me, for Fremantle, it's about Justin Lomuir very pointedly saying that that was as flat as he's seen them during the preseason in that match against Adelaide. They started well and then just. So we weren't there, but just they, they seemed to lose their way. Spoke wife. to Lockie Schultz uh, on 6PA, said exactly the same thing, that that's what they'd spoken about was how flat they were. Yeah. It's interesting. And one thing I'd like to see from Fremantle, and again, it's only practice matches, you think of some of the big matches last year, their starts. Now, I don't have numbers off the top of my head, but I'll just give you two glaring examples. The elimination final against the Bulldogs, yep. the, the, the uh, semi-final against Collingwood. I'm sure there are others during the season. They have to tidy up that aspect. But yeah, today's a bit... A bit more important than last week. Is it the be-all and end-all? I don't think so. But it gives the likes of Fife, Tracy, Taberner a chance to to find that cohesion. We get a look at Matty Johnson, who looks like he's getting closer to, to perhaps a round one selection. Uh, still no Luke Ryan with a back. I don't know if you've ever done a back, but that's... Broke my back two that, years ago. So, yeah, so there you go. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, through Peel, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so that... that that was obviously a collision injury. I'm not sure what this injury is related to, but he's still not playing, so that's a bit of a concern. But, and of course, Luke Jackson with a delayed concussion, as an example, uh, gives uh, Liam Reedy a chance. Young kid, mature age, I say mature age Ruckman, but gives Darcy a bit of a chop out today. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a bit to look at from Fremantle's perspective, and I think they need that extra gallop today to find out a bit more about how they're going to be set up. Heath Chapman comes in for his first game, which will be good. Um, yeah, again, all eyes for me on Frio, their forward line, how that functions. Can Fife, Tabena, Walters, Frederick, um, Switkowski, Schultz, can they fire as a forward line? Again, speaking of Lockie Schultz, um, during the week, he, he thinks they have more firepower this year than they did last year. Uh, I asked about the you know loss of Roy Lobb, um, and, and he felt like, he pretty much said that Fife plus Jackson is better than Lobb, which, which I it, would agree. Yeah, it makes sense. Right? And we're not asking for for these 
you know, the Fife and, and Jackson types to kick 50 or 60 each. It's, it's going to be by committee. It has to be by committee. By committee. That's a very good, very good term. Um, is that Spurry or is it David Mundy who uh, came up with that? Uh, yeah, it might have been David Mundy. David Mundy, uh, yeah. So scoring by committee, which in essence is sharing the workload, which 40, is... 40, 30, 30. Exactly. And that, you know, grand finals premiership teams are, are based on that nowadays, you think of it. I mean, I can't... What did, what did Tommy Hawkins finish with last year? Fifty and he's something a, like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and and Cameron was about the same. Like they had two sort of. But then, uh, but then uh, Stengel was yeah Stengel outstanding as their next yeah. best. So yeah, that, that the Dockers. That's the only concern I have for them kicking a score. But that's been a concern for I mean going back to since Ross Lyon. Port Adelaide, I think, will look different in their forward line. So they had Charlie. Todd, Mar- Todd Marshall as the standalone, but I believe Charlie Dixon is playing. We spoke to him on Backchat yesterday. Yep, um, one of the better interviews. Uh, I came away from it, one of the better chats I've had in our time on back chat. So make sure you listen to that. Um, it'll be good to see those two together. Like Todd Marshall had a great year last year, he kicked 50 goals. Charlie Dixon was was injured, was out for the first part of the year. But, you know, he, he has he has the ability to be one of the best. He has the ability to be Tom Hawkins. No, you, mate, you look at their forward line. You put Marshall, Dixon, then you put their smalls of Fantasia, Junior Rioli. Um, I thought... Um, McKenty looked looked yep. lively. Uh, there's a probably a they played Burgoyne. They played Burgoyne forward. They was whipping around down there. on paper. That team should be making the eight and comfortably. Um, but yeah, it's all that about was the same as last year. Totally zero and five. They won't be that this year, I don't think. But um, you're right. There's few few questions I suppose we need to find out today as to the progress of, of both sides. That'll be Fremantle Port Adelaide 4.10pm local at Freo Oval. Uh, you'll see me in some sort of suit. Got to go fish that out of the closet at some stage. Scooter. Break's going to be a bit longer uh, because six to eight minutes because of the heat, although there's the odd shower forecast, but longer breaks, which which is terrific, means you get to stay there a bit longer, um, and more water runners because 35 plus, it's going to be, yeah. I'll be on the boundary with no aircon, so hopefully I have an umbrella or something down there. I'll be there with you, by the way, but in, in a different guise, oh. uh, doing radio with was, David Mundy. So we'll be sitting there. I was going to say, I hope you're not in a VIP, VIP box somewhere. What, Fremantle Oval? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a spell. West Coast v Adelaide, 4.40 on Friday, tomorrow at Mineral Resources Park, their home game. Um, a bit to talk about West Coast. We talked about the season launch this year. Before we get into the game, I just thought it'd be worth a little chat about. Um, look, it's been it's been talked about by Kane Corns. I know he's favourite of everybody's, but I like that he puts himself out there. There's been some reports off the back of Andrew McDougal, Colin Young, that the McGovern brothers want to play together. I want to point out this actually started on back chat. We asked Jeremy McGovern. And, and he said, yeah, of course I want to play with my brother. And I would say, who, who wouldn't want to play with their brother in the AFL? If you, had, if you had a brother that was good enough to play AFL, your only dream would be to play together. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty simple answer, I would have thought. Anyway, off the back of some of the stuff the managers have been saying, um, which is sort of leaving it up in the air and a bit open and a bit of this and that, Kane Corns has come out and said that, you know, Jeremy you know, hasn't fulfilled his big contract he's been on at West Coast. And Mitch has done the same, hasn't really given back Carlton what he signed on at Carlton. And he thinks both players should show more loyalty to each club. All that's fine. Neither player has, you know, other than back chat, and no one really heard much of what Gov had to say. The players haven't been the ones driving this. They're, they're, they are probably doing what Kane wants and just going about their business, trying to prepare for a season. And there's probably been a question asked to one of the managers about 
would they like to play next to yeah. each other? Uh, yeah. And of course, oh yeah, that that'd be suddenly it becomes well, no shit. They want to play next to each other. The biggest story. Imagine how good that would be playing with your brother in AFL. Well, court. even even I was just thinking of you think of Bradley and Stephen Hill who played in the grand final against each other. We yeah. think of the Super Bowl just finished. The Kelsey brothers. Yeah, I'm sure they'd love it one day to to yeah. be on the same franchise and play. So yeah, the storyline is a little bit weaker than the actual reality. Loyalty in footy doesn't... I think that's pretty much gone too. I so will say that. Do you think... Well, I think McGovern, Jay McGovern, will finish at the Eagles. Do you yeah. think that's the case? He's not getting traded. No. no absolutely not. He's, he's not getting traded anywhere. So if it's going to happen, Mitchell will have to come to, to West Coast. But again, to be to be brutally honest, his body just hasn't shown that it can, can withstand... And West Coast footy. don't need a... Like, he's been no. playing the back line. They don't need a key back. Um, they need a... Yeah. More, more mids, and obviously... Yeah. They need him to go back forward like he was playing in Adelaide, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. So, West Coast. What are we watching out of West Coast v Adelaide? I mean, Adelaide going to be an improving side, but are they going to be a top eight side? I don't think so. Um, West Coast, I do think they're going to be a top eight side. So, I would think from West Coast, you want to see them play a brand of footy that's similar to last week. You want to see a consistency. You want to, you know, some patterns of behaviour to build. You want to see that quick play that we saw against Port Adelaide. So... I think they look dangerous when they are, were able to connect and, and use that footy fast. It is risky because that, that, you know Port Adelaide scored on them pretty easily at stages. Correct at the back as well. Junior Rioli, yeah, at least twice. Yeah, goal square, and it was we, we see that the ball just you're right, just zing past. So, sometimes when you're playing fast and you use that footy inside and you take that risky kick, that's where like that's where the, the risk to turnover is. It's difficult to defend behind. They had two kick in. I reckon at least one goal, if not, they're they're ones you can stop from kick-ins. That's set up. That's training in pre-season. You train set plays, so they'll be disappointed with that. So I'll be watching that. Um, I don't think it matters if they win or lose. Again, same as Freo Port Adelaide. But I'm pretty big on as I think I said it yesterday. The, the radio launch. I'm really big on West Coast. Hopefully, getting enough out of these young kids in the pre-season to to blood at least one. In yep. round one, because I just feel it gives the team energy. Now, you, you might tell me I'm wrong, but Elijah Hewitt, I know it was only brief, but he was showed me, well, there, there could be something there immediately. Ruben Jimby we get a look at tomorrow. I think for the first time, pretty sure he's going to play, yep. if that's the case. Um, Noah Long, again, showed fraction, a little bit of what, what's to come. Chess is a lock. He's a lock to play on the wing. He played every minute on the wing. You, you don't do that yep. coming off a bit of an injury interrupted. If they don't, you know, think he's going to play there. Yeah, I he's almost overlooked him twice in two days because he's a second-year player, yeah. there, but effectively he's a first-year player. He looked really good. He, he actually looked the most solid and consistent out of all the young guys last week. Yep. Just doing the right things, nothing too flashy. He had a couple of moments, really good moments, but overall he just looked like a player. Like, And I think that's what you want out of first-year guys is the more consistency you can get and the more just doing what you're meant to be doing and not, oh, geez, is he going to, you know, is he going to be able to do it? You know, Elijah Hewitt, although he had some brilliant moments, we only saw a little bit of it. So that's what you kind of expect out of first-year guys is can be amazing, but also can go, go out of games. way out of the game. Yep. If you can get a Campbell Chesser who's just like on the wing doing his job the whole time. Happy days. Yeah. Um, Nat Nui, Shuey. I'm saying no to Darling playing round one, but maybe I'm... If he's still in a moon boot, then... Oh, we, we saw him out kicking the footy, but he wasn't running. No, he, I think he's... Well, anyway, he's less than 50% yeah. chance in, in my mind. But Nat Nui and Shuey, are you bullish about them playing against North? Um, Shuey, yes. Nat Nui, that seems like it's going to be difficult, seeing though he's been held out of both games. 
But I will say, I think probably before I've seen some footy, I was I was thinking, look, Nana Nui needs to play and play well for West Coast to go well this year. I think they're going to be okay without a big, you know, key ruckman. If he plays a dozen games, yeah, games that okay? I, I think, yeah, I've probably pulled my position back there a little bit, and I think they're going to be okay without a dominating Nanui this year because of the style of footy that's been played. Yes, in the and the way that they're playing. Yeah, um, yeah, they just won't have many stoppages, and they don't. They won't be as reliant on this big guy down the line trying to make a contest. It's going to be fast footy. They need guys that can move, that can run, that are agile. And Bailey Williams and Cal Jamison do that for them. And Nick Nananui doesn't. So, look, he'll play games, of course. It's Nick Nananui. But I just, I wouldn't, I'm not, I'm personally not as concerned about not having Nananui in the team as I was maybe a month ago. Yeah. And Luke, should we, oh, I understand he's not playing tomorrow night um, with, with that sort of niggle hamstring. So he's going to have no footy yeah. for a month. It's not, I mean, it's not the best preparation, is it? No. And, you know, he, do you pick him on the basis of that if he's fit? Don't know. Yeah, that's that's one I wouldn't like to to uh, have to adjudicate. Mark Readings, Will Schofield, Chowder Footycast. Just a couple of little bits to finish off. I'll read through the other games that are happening this week and then we'll have a little bit of cricket to finish off, Skeeter. Hawthorne v Collingwood today. Uh, that'll be interesting. Brisbane v Geelong. Uh, that is in uh, Queensland at a, a random ground in Queensland I've never heard of. Brighton Homes Arena in Queensland. Yeah, uh, who knows where that is. Could be Cooper or somewhere. St Kilda, Essendon. Uh, we'll play Sydney Carlton. We'll play at Blacktown, uh, GWS Gold Coast. A bit of a, bit of a uh, new team rivalry, the induction teams rivalry, just to kick things off in the preseason. Western Bulldogs play North Melbourne. Melbourne play Richmond, and that's it. That's it. Uh, and to be honest with you, let's get this weekend done. We get a breather. Start talking footy. And get really into it, because that's what we're looking for. We can't wait. And Now, the cricket. Now, I've got to finish on the cricket, right? Now, I'll let you do – you tell me what's happening but I just look at the score, right? And, and it is an indictment on this current group, the Australian cricket team, that in the first two tests, series on the line, where it actually matters, they folded, they capitulated, they were putrid, they, they showed no, uh, I don't know, ability to actually execute what they're meant to be doing. And then they come out here in the third test, nothing on the line. You can see India doesn't give a shit smack them out, bowl them out for 30 or whatever they bowl them out for, and then suddenly they can concentrate and stay out on the pitch for 180 balls. Like, I, I, I'm not in any way impressed by the Australian cricket team. I, it actually, I would have rather see them get rolled by India because then at least we know India's the best team. Yeah. But all Australia's demonstrating is like, oh, okay, now that the pressure's off, you can do something. Good on you. Yeah, so I'll take a different slant. I think they could have folded full zip. I, we're all expecting it. When they win the toss yesterday, India, and the, there's two there's two elements I just have to whack here. The curators, what a disgrace. I mean, the, we talk about pitches being pathetic, um, and Australia had a couple last year, one at the Gabba, a day-and-a-half test against South Africa. We had an Ashes test about uh, 18 months ago at the MCG, below average. Well, this pitching indoor and when the curator is wearing Indian tracksuit pants <laughs> you get the feeling you know where it's heading so uh, the Indian curators terrible this test match what's it say day two today we lead by 47 this will not go three days it might even dare I say it go two and a half given the pitch given the spin that's been applied when Matt McCunman is turning it on the first over um, sideways and let's be honest in Australia uh, he wouldn't do any damage at all. He just the pitches just wouldn't wouldn't right. favour him. So, and the other bloke I want to ping 
is Nitin Menon. He's the Indian umpire. What an absolute clown he is. What's he done? He's, there were five decisions yesterday. And look, Australia, they didn't review a couple in the first over. He got them all wrong. He is a numpty. He's got zero idea. And how he's on the ICC panel, Joel Wilson, his counterpart, he's just as useless. How, how, I'm, I'm telling you, the umpiring was horrendous. How do they have an Indian umpire in the game? Well, that's that's a question. That do, do we have Australian umpires umpiring? I think during Australia? COVID that was Paul back Rifle. in vogue. But Paul Rifle's done yeah. some. But that was just, it was horrendous. And look, I suppose the counter argument is, why didn't the Australians review in the first over? They didn't. But India had a mare with their DRS. We had a couple of, of shockers early, but the umpiring was shot. Anyway, um, I think it's you have to give credit where credit's due. I, know, I agree with you. India are sort of playing very cavalier style, but what if they get back and, and draw this series to all? So is there four games? The, yeah, there's four. Why is there four? Well, why did cricket do this? Well, we'll put it why, this way. Why do they have four? Have five or three? Well, there were two. Between England and New Zealand, we saw the great, Why? almost the greatest finish of all time—a one-run win to New Zealand. When Put, James Anderson, the best bowler in the world at the age of forty, and, and potentially the worst batter in the world, he got out again on the cusp of victory. So, uh, yeah, cricket's alive and well with Basball taking a bit of a hit, but the Ashes set up beautifully. <laughs> Forget the result in India—we're shot. We've won four <laughs> Test matches in the last thirty-five over there, so we're no good over there. But I think it shows some character, as opposed to your negative uh, defeatist attitude. May as well get beaten for zip. Seriously, uh, hopefully we get on, win this test match, and give ourselves a chance to square the series, which would be a, a, a noble effort over there in oh, India. Which man. and noble. you can keep Seriously. bagging the crap out of Australia. And I'm sure you'll have a crack at Pat Cummins at some stage. I, I'll just keep your name, his name out of your mouth. I haven't said that. You said that as a captain. Steve Smith, you don't like his captain. Is that right? Is, no. he, is he captain, is he? I didn't, think, I didn't think he was allowed to do that. He is. He served his penance like most people in life. If you serve your penance, if you punch someone, but you hit like someone. Cricket Australia, don't make that penalty then. That was a lifetime it was a, ban. It was a 12-month ban. Of leadership. Of leadership. Didn't he get lifetime? 12, who's, who's lifetime? Warner. Who's got the lifetime leadership ban? Well, Warner's that, not, Warner won't be leading Australia ever but, again. <laughs> not that he led Australia. He wasn't ever captain. Anyway, Australia with a chance. I'll be sitting there at midday and watching and Scoey. It, he got no idea. Hit, hit that button. Hit that, hit that Kelsey button. Seriously. Me? Oh, me, mate. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Seriously, cricket. Just anyway. Get, when, when's it over? When's it well, over? Who knows? It's a five-day test match. Uh, no, I mean cricket. Oh, when, when, <laughs> cricket. Another test. It starts next weekend. Bloody hell. Shelter well, footycast. We're, we're, I don't know where we've gone, but it's been a good chat. Uh, Merrick Watts was outstanding. Skeeter, I'm looking very much forward to getting... Bustle's if, on. If we can get on the plane, I'm looking forward to having a fly around. The weight. The weight is going to be a factor. Will you, will you do a backflip off the jetty? Do you think we can get my, to see a With my rashy, I'm just concerned about the fact we are on the cusp of the limit between 100 and whatever you are, yes. 95. What are you, 75? We might need to sub someone out. Well, we'll go to a sauna, all three of us tomorrow. <laughs> there we go. Shelter Footycast. See us in a sauna somewhere around Perth. You can follow us on uh, shelterfootycast.com.au for where find us where you do that. Shelter Footycast on Instagram. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.